Hey Google, play some music. Greetings, Kooplings, and a welcome back to the Google Stadia Show. My name is Donnie Reese, and thank you for tuning in to the Google Stadia Show 11, titled Stadia in 2020. As most months, I'm joined by some heroes. So, Jared, Mr. Highly Intelligent, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's very early in the morning on a Saturday. I mean, it's how we do. Used to. Well, usually we do Sunday, and I'm good with Sunday. Saturday, I don't know. Oh, this is too much but, um, for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I uh, fell asleep without plugging in my phone and setting an alarm last night. So I woke up at like two in the morning and had to do all that. So um, no, I'm I'm good. I'm ready to talk about Stadia again and hang out with some friends. Gonna be fun. Oh, I'm ready to talk about Stadia. Well, you know you are. <laughs> um, my kids are living their best life. We we watched The Matrix last night in their first time going through it. And uh, my daughter stayed all the way up, but they are both still asleep. It is 9.37 Georgia Atlanta time, and they are still in bed. Degenerate kids. Oh, man. I wish. Lazy. I wish. What's up, Dev? Oh, you know, not the sun yet. That's what's not up. Um, still dark out here. But, you know, chilling. You know, I'm typically up this early anyway because my kids do not care about me or want me to be great. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, Hudson was up at five thirty this morning, and I had to put him back in bed. My kids took after me. Like they, they, I've always been somewhat of a night owl. Never been much of a morning person. I can stay up all night long. My kids kind of we have to force them to go to bed. So, oh man, yeah, mine, mine too. I have to force them, but they're already tired, so they're cranky, and you got to force them to get to bed, and then they wake up at the butt crack of dawn. Like my son, as soon as the sun hits, he's like, "Okay, I'm up. I want breakfast." <laughs> Where's everybody at? Everybody up? That's my father-in-law, man. Former army colonel. Uh, he hates it. Like, he's up at 5 o'clock every day. I'm like, look, don't talk to me before 9. Yeah, <laughs> like, <for real. laughs> Stop it. When, uh, when me and my wife have kids, I hope they take after her. Because when she was a baby, she was like 8 to 8. Nice. want to go to bed at 8 o'clock and wake up at 8. That's she fantastic. Sleep. And I don't like sleep. I'm like, if I could stay awake forever, I would. I would get so much done. <laughs> I was like that until my kids, and now I want all the sleeps, all of them, because I'm tired. I generally think I'd go without it, so I think I'm more with you, Jared, more in that line. <clears throat> but anyway, moving the show along, let's get into uh, some of the news. Uh, it's been about 45 days since we last recorded. We had uh, New Year's and Christmas, so we hope you guys enjoyed the holidays and everything like that, but we also just didn't have a whole lot of news to talk about, but we do now. We're going to get into Stadia's community update that they just put out. Um, I thought about just reading the whole thing, but I'm not going to do that. So I surmise some bullet points. But before we do, let's catch you up on what you might, you probably already know. This has already happened uh, since the last time we recorded. Uh, but let's just catch everybody up. Stadia Pro games for January were updated and released. And those were announced in the, um, I believe it's called the Stadia Save Point back in December. Uh, you're going to get Rise of the Tomb Raider. Great game and thumper so two great games that you can go and download um personally i didn't like thumper but i know a lot of people do but rise of the tomb raider i couldn't recommend you know more i love that game i think it's an amazing game it's my favorite in the, in the tomb raider trilogy but the most notable point that we saw with this announcement we saw the first game 
leave Stadia Pro. So we've talked about this a bit. We've talked about a Game Pass. We've talked about a subscription model. And we have talked about, you know, this being a Games with Gold PlayStation Plus thing and how we didn't see games leaving the service for founders. And we have postulated, or I might say more accurately, I have postulated that at least during this beta period, if we're still calling it that, that I would not have removed games away at all because you just want to have as much incentive as you can for players to play and to keep playing. Um, but they pulled it. So back in uh, when they announced this, uh, it was like mid-December, you had until the end of December, December 31st, to claim Tomb Raider the Definitive Edition. And if you didn't, it is now gone. I, I, I mean, we talked about this a lot in the Discord, so I don't know if we need to go back and recover every single top point of conversation we had. Um, I find this to be at the very least an odd choice and an odd decision only because there are games that are still available from November that you can still claim today, January 18th. Like you can still get, um, Samurai, the Samurai Showdown and Destiny. They're still available. Farming Simulator is still available. So the consistency or the accuracy or the ability to depend on something, um, I think is just kind of shot with this because it's like, well, why did this game come up and go down so soon? Now, I'm not trying to claim that it's it's bad or anything. I understand it's just like the other services, but like, why would you pick this one and not the others? Like, if you're going to do something, um, like, let's stick to a schedule so folks can, you know, know what to expect out of the service. What did you guys think about this? Or And what do you think about these games? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely an odd choice. It doesn't really, it's just like, okay, that Tomb Raider of Hog, you just, you just pulled it? Okay. Weird. Uh, I, I'm not surprised by it because, yeah, like we said, we were kind of expecting like the game, the like PS Plus kind of model where things come and go. And if you don't claim it by the end of the month, you can't claim it, which would make sense if it was consistent. Like you said, it's really weird that it's not consistent across the board. Um, as far as liking the games, yeah, I definitely Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a great game. I, I'm a fan of that one. Thumper, haven't played, not really my type of game, um, but I heard people like it, so that, that's good. I mean, I think it's good that they continue to, to give games, but yeah, there's got to be some kind of consistency or a way that you can expect games to behave um, yeah. because you don't want to just think, okay, I've got forever to claim this. I'm not going to worry about it. And then all of a sudden, the day before it's going to go away, they say, hey, we're pulling this, so you have until midnight to claim it. Uh, that's just not good PR. You know, that's not that's not the right way to handle stuff. You need to be able to be a little bit more transparent and upfront with you know how you're going to handle the the pro games. That way, people can know I've got such so such so amount of time to claim these games before they go, and you have that consistency model across each month, so you know how to, how it's going to go. And uh, Stadia has been anything but knowing how things are going to happen. So I'm not surprised, but you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Um, it's just another odd thing that they've done. Yeah. I think, uh, I think communication in this is key because I don't think you need, I don't think it needs to be consistent and that like every game has to be there for exactly 30 days or exactly 90 days or whatever. But I think if when the game, when they said, okay, here's our February games, this one is staying until March 15th, and this one is leaving on February 29th or whatever, like 
I think if they were just upfront about when they were coming and going as soon as they announced it, it doesn't have to be consistent with how long they're available. But as long as we know, I think that's just better marketing. Um, but I think with the current state of Stadia, I think it would have been a good idea to keep Tomb Raider longer to have made another deal with Square Enix and be like, hey, can we keep this game longer? Especially since we're having the second one coming. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Maybe they tried and they couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but Rise of the Tomb Raider and Thumper are both good games. And Thumper being a pretty fast-paced rhythm game works very well on Stadia. So that's it's pretty cool little show-off of the latency. Nice. Do you think it's just like a hiccup of like they're still in the initial period and they're still like ironing all this type of stuff out? Yeah, like when, I mean... Like when they launch base, <laughs> which I guess would be like the official launch for this Pro, do you think they will have this somewhat streamlined and, you know, like you get a new game every 45 days and you can claim it or something like that? Do you think we'll get some sort of um, consistency or at least rigid program that we can anticipate? I, I don't know. I mean, it's Xbox and and PlayStation both do that. They say these games are available. These are our December games. This one leaves. This one's here from December 1st to December 31st. This one's here from December 15th to January 15th. Very clear about it. So I feel like they should. Um, but Google has not proven to be very communicative. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to well, fix that going forward. They'll just build another bot for that. I'm sure they can figure that out. Oh, but man. the bots. What oh. I would like to say is it's nice that in the two months that Pro has been available, we've gotten two games each month. That is nice. And that I, was I more know, than I, know, I expected. I know a lot of people were worried with that yep. whole one game per month, give yep. or take. Like, does that mean we're getting zero or we're getting two? Like, <laughs> I, that was something that um that I had written down that I, I'm interested to see. Whenever we get this launch, which we'll talk about, um, I'm interested to see if that cadence keeps up. Because uh, quite frankly, right now, I don't think it can. But again, I don't want to put the, the horse before the cart yeah. here. Well, okay. then let's let's see if they can go three for three with the Tomb Raiders and the people that bought the the uh, Pro or the Founders Edition will get all three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, also back in mid-December, um, somewhat of... Uh, enlightening or important news stadia games and entertainment acquire typhoon games and it looks like they'll just be folding those employees into their montreal studio so it's not like um i i think that's important because it's not like a studio acquisition really right mm -hmm. like they're forming a new studio using these folks to, as like kind of the base to build upon so it's not like you had stadia games uh, montreal and now they've also added typhoon that's no, not the same thing um yeah. So Typhoon has several former UB and EA personnel in the ranks, and several of them, if you read some of the blog posts and articles around the internet, um, probably worked with Jade Raymond, that they've got some history and some of her time with Ubisoft and EA. So it seems to make a lot of sense. You might know these folks as the folks releasing Journey to the Savage Planet, which releases in about a week and a half from now on PlayStation 4, the Epic Store, and Xbox One, um, notably not on Stadia. So it's just, a, and I think that's probably just a timing thing. These deals and this production is already in the, in the works, but it's just, that is kind of an odd announcement. It's like, hey, we've acquired this <laughs> studio that has a game. Like, oh, that's cool. Can we play on Stadia? No, 
Not yet. Not for a little bit. Uh, I'm sure a port would come whenever they can. If they have any deals that's got to wait out or something, I expect a port of this game to come. And this game looks kind of cool. I'm not sure if you guys are you guys familiar with Journey to Savage Planet? Yes, I have it pre-ordered. Oh wow! This is totally a Jared game. Okay, Jared. So then let me. I will you please inform Devin what it is instead of me doing it. Um. So it's it's kind of like an uh, Outer Wilds. Slime Rancher, No Man's Sky-ish time, type of game Perfect. where you, mm. you crash land on this planet and the objective is not to go around killing a bunch of stuff. It's to explore, upgrade your equipment so you can explore farther. You like scan and, and research things on the planet, alien life, alien plan, uh, plants. And then a lot of the storytelling is mostly like with within the world rather than like big cutscenes and pushing you forward. It's all at your own pace. Yes. Oh, it was that like super colorful game with yeah, the yeah. co-op, right? It's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really colorful. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're really pushing the co-op, which is interesting for this kind of game. Yep, that's the one. It was at the video game awards, so it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see that, like they are still making investments, you know, in their their first party studios as they promised they would. So mm-hmm. that's the first one, and I like I said, I'm sure we'll see Journey to the Savage Planet be announced for Stadia at some point. And this this acquisition is is interesting because. Typhoon is an, a very new studio. They don't even have their first game out yet. It's yep. coming out, and they've already allowed themselves to be bought and just completely dissolved into this <laughs> into this new studio. Like it's not like they're keeping their studio and their team. I can postulate they, all kinds of reasons why. It makes you wonder if they they didn't think that their their game was showing a lot of things, or they needed capital funding, or if Google really was just so impressed that they just gave them a huge bag of money. Yeah, and it could be just like a thing. It's like, hey, we like your the personnel that you have. Like you have a, it, yeah. a good pedigree of people. So let us buy your company. We're going to rename you, but you can keep your team as it is. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see it what should they sp- come out with. It should speed up whatever their you know whatever their plans were for Montreal. I'm sure they don't have a plan for the next game. But instead of trying to hire and build a studio ad hoc, you know, from the ground up, they kind of just acquire this whole infrastructure they put in place. And then let yeah. them kind of build around it. So that should, and, you know, speed and up I don't, things. I don't know how big Typhoon is, but now they've got Google's resources. So it's not, it's not big, but it's also I wouldn't call it small. You know, like from the pictures and everything, I went through their blog and whatnot. I don't have an estimate of how many people there were. At least thirty or forty people, at least, probably more. Yeah, and that's that's you know a fairly decent sized studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not it's not like they're indies. It's not like five guys working out of their apartment. Like this is a decent studio. Their own space, their own people. You know, so that's pretty. Like if, once you start needing HR and like time clocks and things like that, you're you're pretty decent studio. Like you're you're a bigger studio than most. Well, so are like are they technically considered indie? I don't know if anybody's publishing um, Savage Planet. Five hundred five Games is publishing their game. Okay, so. I mean, I would call them an indie studio only because, I mean, they, they have, I think that was the whole point in the beginning is that they, they mm-hmm. left EA and Ubi to do something like that. And it's interesting to see them jump right back in. And I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I don't think any of us know. I haven't seen it reported, the backstory of this. I just think this is the Jade Raymond effect. I mean, if you're trying to connect the dots, these are people that worked with her at a time when they all worked under a similar banner. They all left that banner. And now that she's creating her own thing, it sounds like these people wanted to be a part of it. So I, I think this is the Jade Raymond effect kind of working here. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. if I had to put a guess on it. Okay. Um, about a week and a half ago, Google launched the power support claw. 
Just the controller grip for your mobile phone. It is $15 and has been out of stock on the Google Store. It's been in and out of the socks. I've seen the the alerts, I think, three or four different times already in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's out of stock right now, at least by my last check last night before I went to bed. It's still out of stock. Um, but you still need a Pixel phone to use it, sort of. And uh, But we'll get into that more in a minute. But are either of you, have you seen this claw? Or are, you, are you interested? They showed it in the commercials. Are either of you wanting to get something like this? I've seen the claw. My my case has a kickstand, so I'll never be You're getting good. any of the claws. Yeah, I've nah, no need to. Yeah, I've I've seen it, and I would like to get something like it eventually. But I'm not really playing on my phone yet. Once once they allow mobile networks, I'll I'll probably invest in something like this. But as it stands, I'd rather just play on my Chromecast. I read reviews on Nine to Five Google and the Android Police, and they both mentioned something that makes me never want to really buy it apparently you can scuff and scratch your controller and that's just yeah. kind of like a no-go for me as i i care de- a great deal about the condition of my controllers like scratching yes, my controllers is a no like that's it an instant like, no it looks like it would i mean you're just putting plastic on plastic and yeah you just kind of wedge it in there if one of the plastics is even slightly harder than the other one it's gonna scratch it so like yeah. i don't know why they don't put like just even just a layer of like soft touch rubber or something on the inside the other side of this is that I'm still waiting. Um, I, I don't want to commit to even $15 to like a piece of hardware like this because what I want is I want the one grip to like rule them all. I want the one grip that'll size to any phone and fit any controller. That's what I'm kind of after. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for yeah. somebody to do that. Somebody gives me the X Cloud PlayStation Now Stadia grip for any phone. I want to buy that one. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking something that's maybe like spring loaded with like some foam that you can kind of adjust and fit around. That's kind of what I have in mind. I'm waiting to see something like that come out. What I will, <clears throat> excuse me. What I will say about this one is I like the form factor. I like that it kind of pushes the phone forward and actually sits in front of the controller. So like, cause it's not like you need to look at the controller you, sure. you should know where all the buttons are, but it, it makes it much more ergonomic because a lot of those clips I've used before where they like they sit behind the controller and it's like really front heavy and kind of leans backwards where this I feel like would have a, a better center of gravity. So it's pretty nicely designed in that sense. I know. I agree yeah. with you there. It does look pretty nice. Yeah, definitely. I had a different clip before back in the day when I was bootlegging PS uh, PlayStation to my, my phone and it sat behind and the weight of the phone eventually just broke the clip. So the fact that it sits up front, it does do a much better weight ratio where it's not going to end up breaking or bending or anything like that. Yep. It looks like it'll be – um, no, I mean, yeah, everything, Jared, you just said I think is right. It looks like it would be a, a comfortable way to play. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to be kind of staring, not at your hands, but because of the screen sits in front of them. That's where you'll be. You won't be kind of looking somewhere else either. And I'm looking at the picture, and it looks like it has soft-touch rubber where the phone sits. Yeah. But it doesn't have it where it touches the... It's just same Yeah, so I saw the pictures, and it looks like, you know, it's more noticeable if you have a white controller than, like, it seems like the black and the uh, blue seem to maybe, you know, cover, mask some of the scratching a bit. But both of them were like, hey, if you use this too much, it's going to scratch your controller. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder if it's... um, if it really is scratching or if it maybe it's just the color rubbing off. Ooh. Because if it only shows up on the white, 
the picture that I saw looked definitely like a scratch. Like there's almost like digs. Like you can kind of see like mm. indentions where it's kind of like shaving piece of it out. Mm. But they're just stadia haters, and they're probably like rubbing it all over the controller. Oh yeah, so they're just like really <laughs> jamming it in there over and over and over again. That makes sense. Oh, man, the amount of videos that I remember when the Switch launched Mm -hmm. about the kickstand, people are like, this kickstand's flimsy, and they throw the thing, and the kickstand (laughs) falls out. Like, what a piece of trash. It's like, who's doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I think I've, like, used this kickstand, like, twice. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. All right, let's get into the big news. This is this news. This is the news that just came out. I mean, it is big news, but it's also, like, kind of not news. It's like fake news. I don't know. We'll see. They released uh, Stadia, released a community update. Are you guys doing like? Are you guys subscribed to the the community.stadia.com thing? Are you guys seeing this type of stuff? Like when it comes out, are you just waiting for people to share it in the Discord? I yeah. typically see it before Discord. Okay, because I mean it's cool that they do have that, right? They've got the Stadia, the community.stadia.com, where they they post updates and they've got a forum. They've got Q and A's. It's a nice little website for anybody out there that is like, I need to stay more informed. You can do that. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned they're doing these Stadia save points where, like, every month they're doing, like, a little blog wrap-up of the things that they've done over there. And it's another great thing to kind of keep up with what they're doing. So I just want to give that a shout-out. Uh, but the other day they put out a community update, and it was titled Stadia in the New Year. And I think it's important because, really, this is their first communication about a month. And uh, I think it's, like, their first major communication that they've done um, kind of regarding, like, the future of the service in terms of, like, big changes. You know, we haven't had a connect <laughs> like we have. They haven't done a stream or like a video or anything. We really haven't seen anything like that. It's just been, you know, kind of the releases as they are in, the, in these individual little updates. So I like that they're doing these blogs and they, they highlighted that, you know, that they've rolled out achievements. They highlighted that they acquired Typhoon. You know, they did put a highlight and I put this in quotations because I'm saying this sarcastically. They highlight that they've brought new games to the service, which I guess they have. Like with Borderlands 3, like there has been a game or two that have been added since the launch lineup. But I, I don't know how much I would have I would have advised them to maybe take that bullet point out. <laughs> they've, they've brought some old games to the service, some older games that are already available elsewhere. But they've also like they haven't added many games to the original launch lineup at all. I mean, Darksiders. That's true. I mean, I, I get you. But you, I think it's a, I think it's a touchy point to some folks with Stadia, you know, that we haven't had a whole lot of games added. So I might have not, I might have softened that a little. Well, to be fair, they don't say new games. They all they say is added more great games to the Stadia library, including six titles to Stadia Pro. There you go. All right, and then they uh, they put a spotlight on what they're looking forward to to doing in the first three months of 2020, which I like. They've they've put a goal. They've put a time on it, right? This is a specific set of goals that they're looking to do in the next three months. First one is support for 4K gaming on the web. So being able to play in 4K on your browser. Um, rubs me wrong because I realize that their 4K isn't 4K. But their 4K picture is better than their non-4K picture. <laughs> so I would still like, I would welcome it. Like, I, I don't mind. I think that's a good thing. I would like to play my browser at, at better, you know, higher fidelity. But as we've seen, you know, their 4K is a 4K picture, but what's being shown is a 1080p picture upscale. So it's not 4K. Still, I think it'd be better, right? Do you think, do you think maybe they should move away from 
saying 4K so, so much, maybe saying like HD or better quality or, you know, better resolution or something like that. Performance mode. I don't know. Yeah. It, it is 4K. It's, it's just, it's hard. It, the picture's 4K, but what's being yeah. shown isn't in 4K. So it's it's misleading I mean, it's not, at best. It's not really a lie. It's that it is a 4K stream. like Of a, of a 1080p <laughs> picture. I think that is a lie. I guess. Yeah, not really. <laughs> the question is, how many people have 4K monitors that take advantage of it anyway? Exactly. I don't. I don't. Yeah, neither do I. I, I do, but eh. I, I said I, I think it'll be better. That's why. So I kind of see it. It's like you know, high visual fidelity mode. You know, it's better, yeah. but it's you know, it's not true 4K. So I feel like every time they say that, you're just opening yourself up for the detractors to point out that it's not 4K, right? Which is why it's almost like maybe maybe just softening that a bit might might you know make their lives a little easier, maybe a little more forthcoming. They're going to add further assistant functionality while playing on the web. Has either one of you used the assistant button at all? For what? For Stadia? Like, have you used it at all? Same thing for for what? (laughs) (laughs) I think I pressed it once to see what it does. But right now, it pretty much can only launch games. Huh. Yeah. I'm sure I've pressed it on accident. I don't think I've actually ever even pressed it. It's like, without, like, the whole YouTube and everything that they were talking about, it's like, I have no interest in it. Um, support for additional Android phones. So right now we're still pixel locked. We are locked to pixel, except you can actually get it running on Android if you root your phone, which is not uncommon for kind of beta apps and things like that. So, um, it's out there. It's available to you for an Android phone. You can do it. You can Google it and figure it out. But if you want to wait to do it natively, they're still rolling that out, which is, uh, I think a major point. Like they've really got to get this out to more people, um, so far, which we'll talk about here in a little bit more. And I don't then, think you need to root your phone, though. Oh, I, really? No, I, th- I think Grouchy was talking about it, and I think it's just you're basically just tricking your your mobile browser into thinking it's a desktop browser, and then you can stream it from there. Uh, so like, I was I saying you can actually use the Stadia app oh, okay. to play if you root your phone. So the mm. Stadia app can be available to you on an Android phone or tablet if you root it. Gotcha. Now, but Stadia or but uh, Grouchy's. I, I would imagine that would work. Yeah, if you if you get your your browser into like some sort of desktop mode or seeing it that way, yeah, that that should work too. Outsmart the Googs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is the one that I'm probably most excited about: wireless gameplay on the web through the Stadia controller. I want to pair my Stadia controller with my Pixelbook and my Slate wirelessly and play stuff. I want to play Google Play games that way, and I want to play Stadia that way. And uh, that would be very, very appealing to me um, in the sense that you don't have to plug it in. I don't always have to carry a cord. Um, so for me, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm really excited about it because uh, while I don't mind plugging it in, obviously, like you can do that, but it's a streaming service. Like the whole point of it's to be wireless. So I think that would go a long way if we could get it to be wireless. Yeah, I, I think being able to just switch between Chromecast and everything without having to plug it in would be would be good. Oh, you mean like how they showed, you know, in their videos about what the service is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in that demo, they were plugging it in and out like constantly in each device. But I, I feel like I feel like if you had it wireless on everything, it really you just bring the controller. Like it wouldn't have to pair to anything really. Exactly. Exactly. And you'd have to imagine once they get it working for the web, there's only a matter of time for they actually let you wirelessly hook up to your phone. 
and he has broadband mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, I'm hoping that that's coming. We start to see the realization that is Stadia. All right. Most importantly, they are tracking 120 games coming to Stadia in 2020. So 120 divided by 12. That's 10 games a month. They're targeting more than 10 games in the first half of the year alone that will only be available on Stadia when they launch, i.e. timed exclusives. This is important news because this service needs games in the worst of ways. Like we are basically playing the launch lineup with the, the exception of what, two or three options. We're playing the same games that we've had available since November. And uh, this was kind of the point I was going to make in terms of if they want to try keep with the two games per month, they've got to start adding games soon because we're about to have the entire launch lineup handed to us because like they, they're running out of options of things to give us if they don't start launching some new games soon. Um, up until this mention, I, I wrote, I believe we only saw a handful of games that we knew were coming in 2020. Like until this update, I knew like we're still waiting on Doom. Like 2016 Doom, not Doom Eternal, right? Uh, we knew Doom Eternal is on the way. It's supposed to be day and date with Stadia. That's that's amazing because the new trailer looks awesome. Marvel and Cyberpunk were confirmed for Stadia. Both mm-hmm. have been delayed. And Ubisoft games were confirmed for Stadia. And all of those are delayed. Are there any other, like, ga- I mean, I'm sure there are. Like, I'm looking at some, it's like the Division 2, the Crew 2, I think we've seen in trailers and things like that we still don't have those yet but there's no other like big games that we are expecting in 2020 that haven't been announced yet right um i don't think they ever dated Baldur's gate 3 so yeah no did you mention avengers yeah the marvel yeah yeah Yeah, so i mean this is exciting this is exciting to know that they've got some games coming 10 a month uh i think that's a i think that's a really great cadence i don't want them to just instantly become the PlayStation store and they have a thousand games, 200 that you care about and an 800 that you've never heard of before. I, I like the fact that it might be somewhat curated and somewhat highlighted for, you know, notable releases. Um, it's interesting to think what that, what these games are like, you know, what does that mean? Does it mean we're getting Resident Evil three, you know, are we getting Resident Evil two? Mm-hmm. Like, are those types of games coming? Are we getting devil may cry? Like, is that stuff coming? Things we, um, you know, we don't know about. So I'm excited to see, Hopefully there'll be a connect soon when they get ready to launch this base platform. You know, hopefully uh, we'll see what these games are and uh, timed exclusives. I love, I love exclusives. They make me want to play the platform. The only game that I have purchased on this service are the exclusive. I have purchased guilt with my own money and I have purchased Darksiders Genesis with my own money. And the reason that I did it is because they were exclusive to the platform, be it timed or whatever else. And I wanted to play them um, faster than waiting for them to come somewhere else. So uh, I really, really, really like those, and I'm excited about these. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm excited to see what comes to Stadia because right now there's not really much that I want to play on it. Like, I want to use Stadia, but I'm not willing to just buy something just to play something. Mm-hmm. And most of the games I've already played, so. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do. It's, it, and for me, honestly, like, once, once Stadia unlocks the mobile network and we can play it on just from you know my t-mobile on my phone i'll probably play it a lot more because like that's what i want when i'm at home i can use my boxes and everything but if if i can play a game mobily like i can with my switch then that'll be much more of an incentive for me to purchase it 
on Stadia. So when I'm home, I can play on my Chromecast. And when I'm out, I can play on my phone. Um, but right now, there's not really much of an incentive. Yeah, same here. Once they allow it to be played on my phone, then I will definitely probably play a lot more Stadia. Because as it is right now, yeah, when I'm out, <clears throat> if I want to play something, it's typically going to be on the Switch. And when I'm home, I've got yeah all the boxes that I can play on. So much like, Jen, I'm not just going to buy something just to play it on Stadia, especially when I can't play Stadia the way I really want to would want to play, which would just be on my phone. Um, the web browser is cool, but you don't always have a web browser. So it's just I'm waiting for you know the phone to be you know available to be played on and yeah broadband would be much better instead of having I always have wi-fi like i have a hotspot typically with me at all times but i'd rather be able to not have to configure and turn that on just make the app go sure and then play the game that i want to play but yeah it is exciting to see that they are gonna have a lot more games coming um and some of the new big games it all got delayed you know it'll be nice to see what they look like when they do come to stadia and see how they actually play if we finally actually get real 4K. Yeah, that'd be cool. And we got a question um, about that. It would be nice to see how many of them are day and date. You yeah. Know, like Doom is, but Doom is also delayed. So yeah. I'm wondering how, like, does that just hold, like, are we getting to the point, I guess the point I'm trying to make is in 2020, do we get to the point where we can expect day and date across the entire library? Or are we still going to be, like, you know, after? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a good move for them, since Doom 2016 hasn't released, if they make it part of like the February or March Pro game, that would be smart. Yeah, maybe they're holding it back just for that. They're like, it's a great game. everybody gets a free Doom game, and then next month the new one comes out. Yeah, no, that yeah. that would make sense. Genius. Um, so I don't want to leave this. So like, so this is good news. I'm I'm glad that they provided the community update. Um, I would have rather them provided it in, in like a connect. I would have rather talk to them. And obviously I would rather know what some of these games are. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that they're like, Hey, we've got games, tons of games that are coming. And they didn't even mention one of them. It'd be nice if they mentioned like, you know, a handful, like, Hey, yeah. we've got these five games are on the way soon. And we've got 120, you know, for I the think, year and some more on the way. I think like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I don't want to make excuses or anything, but I, I think they're trying to be, less forthcoming with their game announcements because with the debacle with the launch and it's like oh there's 12 games coming to stadia where when it actually launched there was more but they couldn't confirm it because they didn't know when those games would actually be ready based on the developer's timeline and so you know they're tracking 120 games for this year but you know what if something gets delayed or pushed back and i think they're just i think they're afraid to open their mouths (laughs) (laughs) If I had mm-hmm. to speculate, I think they're I think they're readying for a connect. I think yeah. we're about to find out what this is about, and that's why they haven't mentioned it yet. Is I th- I think they want to have a, a grand reveal. So I wrote down a couple of questions here that I wanted to to ask or at least you know put in this view. We still do not know whenever this Stadia base thing launches. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We know that our pro subscriptions are supposed to be expiring, but we also don't know that they are. <laughs> they haven't actually confirmed like, oh, yeah, like we're going to start charging you next month, which is interesting because I, I, I wrote this down because it's how I feel. But when I read it back to myself, I was like, boy, do I come off as entitled. But like, <laughs> I'm not particularly happy with the the trial period of pro that I've had so far. Like we've gotten two games a month. 
but like just the the whole thing with the the way it's launched the no other games just like my whole the taste of my mouth about stadia overall has soured so if it were me i would probably give the founders something more to keep them around because if you tell me like hey february your thing's going to cancel and from that point forward we're going to charge you ten dollars a month i realize it's only ten dollars and i realize that they gave us games but i'm going to cancel that subscription because to yeah. me, it's not totally valuable to me. And uh, I know several folks in our Discord have said the same thing. And mm-hmm. uh, judging by some of the, the numbers and some of the other news stories that I'm going to get into, it seems like, uh, in my opinion, Stadia should be doing everything they can right now to keep players around versus doing anything at all <laughs> to possibly uh, let them yeah. go. Now, you could argue that the base might surge those numbers up, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But... At the same time, um, it just, you know, like the, the, the juice is bad at the moment. Like they just need to get some, some, some hype and some buzz and get some, some, some stuff going around them. So I, yeah. I think a connect where they announce like, Hey, here's five exclusive games, even if they're, you know, like indies or whatnot or timed exclusives. And, you know, they give you a sizzle reel of games like the crew and doom and resident evil and devil may cry and, you know, a bunch of third party games. Maybe we get GTA. Like I think that would be a big, like mm. that would be a big thing, you know, um, something like that. Even it's old game, GTA five's most popular game of the decade, you know, like people can play it anywhere, play it on your phone. I think that has some mm-hmm. appeal to a lot of people. So that would be how I think why I think they haven't mentioned anything. I think maybe we're getting connect soon or at least, that's probably would, that might be more hopeful. It would than, make sense. Thinking, and and I agree. I, I think I think they should make an announcement saying, "Hey, you know, you remember your three months of Stadia Pro? Well, we're just going to extend that until base launches." Just like the Buddy um, Pass, right? Like we got a Buddy, yeah. and then all of a sudden we got another yeah. Buddy Pass. Yeah. But to answer your question, if you, I just went to Stadia, my Stadia, and looked at my subscriptions, and it says that I activated Stadia Pro on November twentieth. And my next billing is on February 20th yep. for $10. So that's apparently when it's going to expire. Yep. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, I don't think they're going to spotlight any of those metrics, but it'd be very interesting to follow the trend and see how that, how that kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's transition here to some questions. The first question comes from Chase. I think it's basically aimed at me. I'm going to let you guys answer. Um, (laughs) What is the number one thing Google needs to nail down by March to get lost, potentially interested customers who walked away from Stadia back in? So I'll let you guys answer, and then I'm going to probably go off on a a rant. Mm. The number one thing? I I mean, I would say games, but I just I don't know what kind of games they could even – come out with between now and March. Like, it's not like they're going to drop some major crazy exclusive. Um, and pretty, at this point, pretty much everyone owns an Xbox one or a PlayStation four. So it's not like they're going to bring new people in. I think the, really the only thing they could do is, is base. Or if they wanted to go like crazy and they're like, Hey, 20 bucks a month and you get unlimited stadia library. Like, if they did like a game pass thing, I think that's really the only thing they could really do to bring people in. Cause even base, I think people will be interested, but it's not like people are going to come flooding in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You, you brought that up, Dev. 
I was gonna say some kind of Game Pass model, something like that would be the number one thing I think that would bring people. Because yeah, even if you open it up to more phones, it's still like, okay, what am I, what am I gonna play? I have all these games, you know. Um, yeah, I gotta go with Jared. Like, yeah, some some kind of Game Pass model, even if they do announce base, there needs to be something, some kind of different subscription model. Because right now, with just the pro games and the fact that there's just so few, I just I don't know if that would really entice um, anybody who you've lost at this point. And I don't I don't think I don't think they're going to do that, honestly. But no, I, I think don't think it, they are either. I think it would be a a good move because I don't think the publishers are going to let them. Like I don't think yeah. that's how I don't think they want their games being treated that way. Yeah, and and most. The only reason I bring it up is because most people feel like they're not technically owning the games that they buy anyways. Yep. So, you know, why I'd rather pay for a subscription than buy a game uh, piecemeal. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to do it. I think I think if they just have a good base launch, it might bring people back in um, or, or make some changes to Stadia Pro. It's like, hey, you know, here's we're building a Game Pass library. Mm-hmm. So if you have Stadia Pro, every game we've ever released on Stadia Pro will be there, whether yeah. you subscribe now or six months from now. Um, just make some changes to it. I think maybe lower the price. $5 a month would be better. I mean, $10 a month for Stadia Pro really isn't a good deal, especially since you're not getting the true 4K yeah, right. and everything that they promised. So they, they need to make some changes or deliver everything that they promised. I almost feel validated by both of your answers there's like a part of me that feels it's like yeah i've been saying that for a while i think that makes sense um so i'm with you there i do think all right to answer chase's question before i go on my little my little bit here um they need to update the quality of their performance like that's first Mm -hmm. and foremost the fact that you know it's 4k but it's not 4k but it's 1080p but they got to get rid of that that's got to stop because that was the promise of the service. I think the the groundswell, any like early support that people had for it in terms of people from our demographic, our gaming folks, we were interested in best performance on the go streaming. Like, and they're not delivering on that. So without that, there's a there's no real, you know, like what what is the reason why you're doing it? Which is what I've been saying this whole time. Like, what's the value of buying a Stadia game versus any other game? There's no value in picking that one unless it's your only choice. So um, for those of you that feature in our Discord, psvg.blog/discord, um, Chase and I have been going around and around and around and around for weeks now because I got to say, man, as somebody who really, really loves the Google ecosystem that I built around me and was really, really excited for this, I could not have crashed and burned and turned more sour on Stadia than I have in like the last two months. And you're talking about somebody who's bought Darksiders Genesis and played it and and had a good time with it. Like I really like the game. Um, I just don't want to play it on Stadia. It's gotten to the point now where I don't even want to boot up Stadia. Like I'm just kind of over. I'm over it. Like I was there. I got it. I saw it. It's just there's there's no buzz. There's no hype. There's no excitement. There's nothing there. There's no juice in Stadia at all. And uh, maybe these updates coming out will get us there. But the the original vision. And I'm not going to like beat a dead horse and walk through every podcast we've had, but the original vision being integrated with YouTube, being able to stream and have people watching your stream, interacting with you, like that entire interactive piece, that was such a next level. That was like a next gen idea for gaming. 
Like I was like, man, look what this could do for gaming, how fun it would be mm-hmm. and to have none of that. And then to not have the performance and then to not even have games. Like we have, you know, basically what, 15, 20 games that we've had since launch minus a couple. There's just nothing there. So I, I wouldn't go as far as saying I have buyer's remorse because I really like my controller. And I love that it plays well with my Pixel stuff. So, like, I'm almost in it for the controller alone. I think that's – I still feel really good about it. I really do. Um, so, like, I got messages this week on my Twitter, people asking, like, why doesn't my Xbox controller work with the Pixelbook? Like, this is a thing that I don't think many people have because not many people have Pixelbooks. It's not like other Chromebooks with USB outputs that they just plug in. On Pixelbooks, it doesn't work that way. Like, the controllers don't map and all that. So, having a controller that works – that's worth it to me, even at, at, a, at a high price point, over $100. I'm like, it was totally worth it because now I can actually play on my Chromebook. So I'm happy about that. And, like, the games are fine. There's just, again, there's no reason. There's no there's no objectable reason to choose Stadia over anything else. And I think what ultimately I have realized or it's been beaten into me is that no matter how much I wanted or hoped to, to, to want to adopt and love Stadia – I just don't think I'm I'm the customer for it. It's not for me. I have a billion other options to play any game that I want to anywhere that I want. And to compare Stadia to any of those other options is uh, it's not going to stack up like as it currently is or probably even in the near future. It's just not going to stack up, which is a completely different, you know, take if you didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Right? If you had nothing and you just had Stadia, then there's a lot of reasons to maybe get it. But uh, as Chase and I, I guess I think we have fundamental disagreements over, he thinks there's a lot of those people out there. That there's millions of people that want to game, but don't have game consoles, don't want to buy game consoles or a PC. And I just don't think there is. Judging by the numbers and the things that we've seen, so at least in the US market, I don't think there's I don't think there's 100 million people there that would love to play Destiny, but don't have a console. I think they do. Um, yeah. So talking about some numbers. Cause I like, I like actually having some, some facts instead of speculating so much. Um, there was a Forbes article that went out on game rant and, uh, it got, got put around a little bit. And we talked about this, uh, in the discord over the last month about this destiny's player base. I've got some updates to that article as well. that I don't want to share, but let's just talk about this. So the destiny player base was tracked, um, November <laughs> through December and, uh, stadia was included. And this is important because we don't have a whole lot of numbers with stadia. They didn't announce how many they sold. They haven't announced how many, you know, like how many players they've got. Like there's no real way to measure what is the impact of Stadia, right? We just assume that there are hundreds of millions of people across the world that are excited for this, but we don't know, right? In November, Stadia's player base counts, PC, 494,000 people were playing consistently. PS4 is 450, Xbox One, 330, Stadia, 19,000. That was at launch, like at Stadia's launch with free destiny, like, Hey, 19,000. Um, and before I read December's, I just want to say, I'm not arguing the point that Stadia isn't these other platforms. That's not what I'm getting to. I realize that it's not, I realize that it's launch and I realize not everybody loves destiny. I'm not trying to make the point that they should be at 500,000 people. December 437,000 for PC. 435,000 for PS4, 313,000 for Xbox One, Stadia, 8,000. 19,000 November, 8,000 December. These numbers were updated yesterday. Stadia is down to 5,000. 
Okay. 5,000 people. That is a half percent of Stadia's entire player base, or I mean of Destiny's entire pl- player base is playing on Stadia. I gotta wonder how they get that number. Is it people currently logged in? It's from Bungie's. It, yeah, it's an average concurrent player it's count. It's not from, from Bungie. It's from an app that actually yeah. you can just type in some information. It's called, uh, was it Charlemagne? Yeah, Charlemagne. It's an app that you can add into your Discord and stuff that'll give you like current metrics. And so it's like, here's who's playing right now. So I have to wonder, like, that number that they're pulling is it like active accounts is it people who've signed in in the last 30 days like i just i just wonder how they pull that number sure that's all yeah just curious um so i i say those metrics to give you these story ran on pocket gamer that has been tracking the amount of mobile downloads the app has gotten since launch mm. mobile downloads are down 50% since november for the stadia app total since Launch. So since November, when the app launched worldwide, it's been downloaded 550,000 times worldwide. The U.S. makes up more than half of that at slightly over 250,000. Germany is second at 54,000. And in the first two weeks, it was 175,000 in the first two weeks when it launched. So I say all of these numbers to point out the idea, or at least to, to hypothesize my idea that I think Stadia's release is far smaller than even I gave it credit for. I thought that maybe they sold a million of these. I don't think they have. And no download across both iOS and Android. It's not out on iOS yet. So oh. you're only tracking. And before you say like, well, that's just the app. Remember that you have to have the app to buy the games, that's, that's especially early. So you could, I'm not saying it's one for one perfect. I realize that there's maybe a margin here, but the margin is going to be pretty small, especially pretty early on that everybody that bought one of these had to download the app at some point. And you're talking less than five or 500,000 across the world. So wait, you're telling me on iOS, you can't even download the app to control the game. So if you don't have an Android phone, you can't even... That's my belief, but I'm also not an Apple person, so maybe somebody fact check me on that. But my understanding from launch, my understanding is that Stadia, the app, is not available on iOS um, on anything over there. So if you're doing Stadia with that, you've got to go through the browser. It is available on iOS. Yeah. I have my, my coworker. He actually okay. has, uh, he has uh, Apple phone. The app so, is on iOS. You just yeah, can't you play can't games. Play it. That, so you, you can't can use games. it. You okay. can give them your money. You just can't use the service. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so I this can, I can't give them. I can give them money. I can't use the service. <laughs> the service overall, um, I don't think was as big as a, as a launch as I maybe anticipated. Um, at the same time, uh, with the user base, and the counts in like the recent trends is it seems like they're losing players. And uh, by any metrics that we can find, that case is that rings true. And we can make all excuses for why that's happening. That's not Stadia's fault, but it doesn't change the fact that they're losing players. So for them to continue to be attractive, uh, I guess this is a long way of supporting Jared's idea. They need to launch base. Maybe going, getting like free to play, getting people in for free would give them, you know, a, a surge. And maybe when they launch base, maybe they give everybody destiny. Just give them a game so people start playing. I think when base launches, I think we'll obviously see a surge of people that want to try it out. They'll test it. The question is whether or not they can keep any of those people. And uh, until mm-hmm. they come out with some games and some, some value and some other reason to subscribe, I don't think they're going to keep anybody. 
Um, and for a lot of talk and speculation about um, what Stadia means across the globe, um, it doesn't seem to be trending, you know, all that well in market. Now, it's not available in every market yet, but it doesn't seem to be trending in, in the other markets that it is available in um, outside of the U.S. that well either. So um, I'm very interested to see what I would love to know what Google thinks of these numbers. I mean, I really, really would love to, for them to to give us an idea of what the business model is, because like their model is a subscription Stadia Pro. That's what they're there for. Like it's a subscription. Like they're not making any money if you just give Destiny 60 bucks and you play for free forever. Like their model is to convert people into subscribers. They need you to be potential customers to generate some revenue. I would love to know if that's like if, um, you know, if, if these numbers and maybe these numbers are blowing them away. Maybe it's more than what they thought. I don't know. I don't know what their aspirations are for this service. But I do know you're going to be really, really hard to attract games like Fortnite and whatnot if you're giving away Destiny and you can't penetrate. Um, kind of the point that I was going to bring up is um, look at what Epic Store is doing and how they are penetrating and they're actually forcing their way into the PC market. And this was kind of the stuff that I was excited about when we talked about Stadia at the beginning of the podcast, right? When we first started is how are they going to attract players like us that have options to them? And they've yet to really do that. But look at what Epic is doing. They are literally getting people in droves to give them a chance to open their store to download their client. They're giving a game away every two weeks. They're constantly running sales. They're being out there. You know, they've got some juice. There's some some buzz to them. And uh, Stadia has none. So that's a long, long-winded way of me saying that um, I'm just kind of, I'm lost it, man. I'm just kind of out of it. Like, I I don't know if there's a game, like, I don't know if, like, <laughs> I don't know what game exists where they were like, hey, you can play it a month earlier on Stadia out there for the next year. Then I'm going to be like, well, I can't wait to buy that on Stadia. Because um, at this point, like, I don't even know. I don't think, I'm not planning on finishing Darksiders on Stadia. I think I'm just going to buy it on Switch and play it on Switch. I'm going to buy it again. Um, so. Why? Why don't you want to finish it on Stadia? Just because I, so when I play Stadia, the best way to play it is with uh, Chromecast. And mm-hmm. when I'm sitting in front of my beautiful TVs, I have options to play other things. So it kind of feels, it almost feels like a waste of time to dedicate any like screen time to Stadia. Uh, Cause I can tell you playing Darksiders, uh, it's got to be in 1080p, which is not awful, but it's like Switch-esque. Like I imagine that like Diablo, I think ran at like 900p, maybe portable and I think 1080 docked. So, I mean, it's going to be comparable. And at least yeah. then I can bring it around with me and everything, which again, supports your guys' statements of when you can, when they realize the vision of Stadia, it'll be more appealing, which is obviously the case, right? Like when they can do phones and when they can do browsers and when they can do wireless and when they can maybe up their quality, then it'll become an option. But even then, even with all those things said true, so let's say we wake up tomorrow and all those things are true. Again, going back to my point, I realize that, I have all these other options and I'm more invested into those ecosystems. So like, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anything Stadia can do can make me actually want to make a purchase decision their way versus somewhere else. The only thing that I would be really excited about, I think would be a subscription. Um, I know this is going to be crazy. So I'm not just going to kind of go out on a hypothetical limb here. Um, but at CES, the, the Google folks that were there were talking about how they were working to bring steam to, to Chromebooks and to Chrome OS. Which is interesting because, like, one, no Chromebook can run any of those games. <laughs> like, there's no processors or anything that can make them do that. So I was wondering if they could, if, like, if there's any future for Stadia to to cross over and, and provide somebody else's library. Like, maybe you can stream Steam games through Stadia for the pro subscription. 
Uh, or maybe there's like some way of, of hooking something like that around. Maybe they can partner with somebody to maybe to, to, to make their service a little bit more attractive. Cause yeah, unlike, unless they can go like, Hey, it's 20 bucks a month and you get every game that's available and you can play them whenever you want. It's like, I'm just going to buy Assassin's Creed Ragnarok on my Xbox. You know, like, why not? Why would I do anything else? Like, why, why am I going to play Cyberpunk? Like right now, why would you play Cyberpunk? on stadia what's the reason your, like you said it was your only option it it's, only if, yeah if it's if it's your only option otherwise without them hitting you know their promises of 4k 60 all of these bells and whistles there's no real incentive to be like yeah i'm getting this on stadia and even if it's your only option i mean i know this is the part that i think um we might have folks that disagree with us. Even if it's your only option, I can argue that there are better options. Like if you're like, I have no way to play, so it's Stadia or something else. It's like, just get an Xbox One, man. Or just PC. <laughs> like, I realize you got to pay a little bit more, but you can get an Xbox One for like, you can get an S for like $150. You know, it's really not like they're, like it's a different purchasing price. You know, and unless it's doing all those incentives that you said, like it doesn't even come close to competing with next gen. It doesn't this gen. compete with next gen, but I mean, if it's my only option, I don't have to go out and spend anything more than just the price of the game. That you got to realize that person probably isn't looking to now, get a console. I still think you need the controller, but in in eight months, when Cyberpunk does launch and base is available, you could get a controller in the game. And not have to worry yeah. about a console. And the controller in the game is like what, 130 bucks? Yeah, sixty dollars for the game and the controller, you know, seventy, eighty dollars. Okay, but so what I'm console. saying is, at that point, like, just get an Xbox. <clears throat> yeah, but to get an Xbox, it would be 150, 200 dollars plus the game. So I mean, you are spending more. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, get I it. What you're, saying. you're giving them a, a better option with with games. What I'm saying is that the fifty dollars extra makes is such a better value of the offering that's that's i understand that at the end of the day like stadia with a free option to play is the cheapest way you can get in i get it mm-hmm. i just don't even think even at the cheapest rung i think the next rung is better well you know, i, so I just, think just i was looking at the reviews on the stadia app and a majority of the re- reviews that are like four and five stars are people saying, oh, I don't have a lot of time to game. So it's nice not having to worry about updates or, you know, I don't I don't want mm-hmm. a console. It's nice being able to just boot up a game and start playing. And, you know, and so I, I don't think that there are 100 million people out there like that. But I think right now, that's I think what, that the, the target's more like 100,000. I think right <laughs> now that is what is um, playing Stadia. Yeah, I will say not having to deal with updates and stuff is very nice to just the update. There's a new patch out, new update out. Okay, cool. Cool. I mean, yeah, I and it works the other way when uh, Rage 2 comes out and it's, or Borderlands 3 and it's running off of patch that came out in September instead of the newest stuff that other folks are playing. Yeah, that that's a one off that does suck. But like, for example, I'm just going off Destiny. Like, all I said, guys, were, this might be my last show. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I, this is I, the I mood that I am in when I talk Stadia <laughs> now. It's a, it's a very valid point, but like, how nice would it be for you to just be able to boot up Last of Us Two when it comes out instead of trying to figure out how you're going to download this game to hurry up and play? But yeah. What I don't what I don't get is okay. Yeah, Google has their fair share of blame, and they've really botched Stadia for the launch in the last couple months and blah blah blah. But things like Borderlands 
coming out with a three month old version. Like, why is Google to blame for that? Yeah, like, that sounds true. like a Borderlands problem. Like, why didn't they install? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Stadia that would require them to. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying, like, that works both ways. <laughs> Like you can be like, well, I don't have to worry about a patch. It's like, well, you might also not get the patch. Like you may not get the, you know, like, what is that going to do? Like, especially the thing about like day and date, right? They have launch day patches or the patches come out the next day. Like what if you had Doom Eternal and you're basically running off of like review code and they push a patch to consoles that fixes all these problems and you don't get it for two weeks. Like that, it works both ways. That, uh, but that also is a thing that happens regularly now anyway. Like you'll get a patch something on like a console, but it won't come to PC. Or yes. you'll get a patch yep. on PS4 and you're waiting for the patch on yep. on Xbox or whatnot. So that's just a typical error. But the fact that you won't have to download and install the patch is a is a very, very nice thing. Especially if it's a big-ass day one patch that's like, you know, 15, 20 gigs that we yeah, see. That's true. You just on, on Xbox and PlayStation... Yeah. They're like, okay, you can download this patch or you can't play at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no option to just boot up whatever is currently there. Yeah. That's true. <clears throat> so, for somebody who is that casual gamer who's not looking to get a console, the fact that they won't also have to deal with this stuff and they don't have the time, they can just jump in. It is a nice option. But you know, I, I understand what you're saying with, you know, this rung is better, you know, for you. I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But certain people who just don't have, that kind of time aren't looking to really get into that stadia is still a nice option you know it's a nice option to have and especially if it is your only real option to play cyberpunk whenever it comes out um that might be a very cool way to be like yeah i was able to play you know the new cyberpunk didn't have to do a whole lot just boom just booted right into it you know so do you two have hope that there is so many of those people out there that there is like an actual market to cultivate and grow an audience to become a player with that being like your target customer? No, I don't care. I I don't. (laughs) I mean, I I know that's a point. I'm not saying that you should care. I I realize that, but I'm saying that you should, like if you want to believe in Stadia as being a long-term viable option, you need to care that there's a viable way for them to make money. Otherwise Stadia goes away and it's no longer an option, right? That's what I'm trying to say. And like, I realize that you don't care. And to be quite honest with you, I don't care either. I want to get as much game as I can for a little as money as I can. I care about me. That's just a consumer thing. But if you really love Stadia and you want it to be around forever and you want to make it, it's your main platform, then they need to, they need to prove to be viable at some point. Mm-hmm. They I, need to like if realize you, their vision that they gave us of it being this awesome service that plays in 4k that you don't need a, a console for. They need to realize what they put out there. That needs to be what happens in order for Stadia to be viable, especially with next gen coming. If they don't have this stuff up and running the way it was promised by the summertime, then there's kind of like, it's, it's almost dead in the water. Honestly, I don't know if you'll ever be able to get that, that mind share back that, that, that consumer back. It has to be, what they said it was going to be. Otherwise they're going to lose period. And I don't, I don't think that there is anything that they could do even within the next year to become a major player, unless they have some giant must play exclusive. Like (laughs) there's nothing that they can do because most people are either going to continue playing on their Xbox one and PlayStation four for the backwards or forwards compatibility, or at least Xbox is promising that or they're going to buy into the next gen. Like, I don't think 
there isn't really anybody out there who's going to be like, yes, Stadia is going to be my primary platform. And I was just yeah. about to go, you, you're talking yeah. about Mindshare and, and things like that. Like, do you think they have any? Because I don't think they have any right now. I think they have a lot of negative Mindshare. <laughs> like, not people clamoring. Yeah, for I don't it. I don't think like influencers and, and gaming journalists and sites and blogs or podcasts or any of the things that, that gamers typically go to um, are, are saying great things. Nope, not at all. Especially when you have stuff like GeForce Now coming where it ties into your Steam library and it works. I and mean, Amazon's got something Steam. coming. xCloud is going to launch. PlayStation Now, you know that they're going to do something with the launch of PS5. Like, you know, the, I, I, you guys have seen this and our listeners, you guys have heard me. Like, I've basically been on this trend since E3. Like, E3, I was like, oof. And now, like, every month since then, all the way through launch, it's just gotten worse. And um, I really don't like the argument that, well, there's, you know, there's a whole new market, a whole new world of people out there that would love to play cyberpunk, but they currently don't own consoles and they currently don't buy games. What you're telling me is it's like the super casual person. You can't build like that's not a market. That's not a customer. You might be able to get them for a weekend for a game, but you can't make money off. That's the Wii, right? That's the Wii. That's the person who bought the Wii for Wii Sports and they never bought another game. And you got all these yeah. people releasing all these games that sold like trash. Like it's not a viable market. And even well, then, you know, that was a Nintendo console. They had, Mar- they had Mario and Zelda. Like we got spitlings yeah. over here. Well, I, th- I think the <laughs> they tried to make this shift to this. We've got streaming. It works. It's going to be great. It's the next thing. And then it just falls flat out the gate. If it if it was what they said it was going to be at launch, then you start to change minds and start to change the the narrative about like this is the future. You're right. right. Now, or like this is the future. I don't want no parts of it. You know. You're right because there was a time where I was really excited for it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the 4K part, but I expected the picture to be good. I expected right. at least like 1440p. I expected like really good you know resolution. Um, but I was more excited about all the other stuff. YouTube integration and streaming and being pick up anywhere on the go and being able to play wirelessly. You know, I was even postulating. I was like, oh man, I'll just throw my controller in my backpack and play from everywhere. You can't. You exactly. can barely play from anywhere. So it's, <laughs> no, I'm with you there. If, if, if they did, could, if they could fully realize the promise that was Stadia at the beginning, that they would have it, at least they would have an argument to make. Yeah. Um, but all the conversation that both you and Jared are sharing now is I've, I've basically come to the reality that their argument still isn't for me. Even if they realize that argument, it's like, I've got so many other things and so many other buckets. Like, I just don't think I could, I don't think I could actually ever come around to being like Stadia is a primary platform to which I used to play video games on. Yeah. I think they're doing kind of like an opposite of Nintendo. Like they're both chasing that blue ocean, everybody, but Nintendo's coming at it like, hey, buy our hardware and get all these cool games that aren't like these big, huge, violent, you know, games or and then on the other side with with Google and Stadia is we're trying to just get anybody who's even slightly interested without a huge barrier. Um, But I, I don't think that there are a lot of those except for maybe in markets other than the US where Internet might be good. But hardware is extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could I could see this like taking off in India once it's available. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I've seen a uh, lot of I've seen a lot of people excited about it over there, at least on my Twitter. When I say a lot, I mean a dozen or so. I don't mean, you know, like uh, like thousands, but I mean I I've seen some 
some fervor out there that they're, you know, at least show some excitement for it. But I mean, we showed excitement for it too. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to be like the, the downer on the podcast, but it, it's, and at the same time, I don't want to, I <clears throat> don't want to come like fire and brimstone because I still realize that it's, it's, it's beta. Like we're just launching, right? It's going to, it's going to change. It's going to get better. So I don't just write it off forever. But at the same time, and like almost in the exact same breath to be hypocritical, it's like, at what point do you start? Like what's what's the what's the moment that you start holding someone somewhat accountable? Like, and you start doing some comparisons, and you start yeah. you know because at some point somebody's gonna be like, should I get a PlayStation Five or Stadia? <laughs> you know, like at <laughs> some point you're gonna have to, you know, if you're gonna, you, they threw their hat in the ring, and if they, yeah. you know, like that's on them, that's not on me. So I don't necessarily I, feel bad for wanting them to be a player. I I think if you're a person who's debating whether buying a playstation 5 or stadia i'd be like well if you're willing to buy a playstation 5 just sure. buy a playstation 5 sure like, i don't i don't think stadia is at that point and and i'm not i wouldn't say i'm down on the stadia like i still am looking forward to the future of it but i don't think right now like i don't think they're going to be where they need to be when these new consoles are launching yeah yeah I, I did like the idea of you guys building like the instant game collection because uh, like right now, for example, I'm going to I'm going to cancel Stadia Pro unless, you know, unless they extend it or something. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, um, I, I probably will, too. I don't think there's any games that they're going to add to the service that I either don't have or don't have the option to play somewhere else already. Um, and then once I do that, I'm probably not going to buy anything that comes to Stadia unless it's a really good exclusive that I want to play. And maybe, the, and that doesn't mean it's got to be AAA. I'm not saying that's for any listeners that don't like, I love indie games. If they get a really good indie that I want, like if Tunic, well, let's just use that for example. <laughs> if Tunic comes to Stadia three months before it comes to Xbox, I'll buy Tunic on Stadia because I want to play that game like right away. Not out yet. How is that game? It's one guy. He's making that game. It's yeah. one person. That's why he's doing, and he's doing it all. He's doing the music. He's doing the animation. He's doing everything, but it's coming out this year. It, it was playable. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jared. So in other words, it's not coming to Stadia. Well, no, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's not. I'm I'm using it as example. I'm very yeah. excited for smaller indie games. If Stadia can get one of those, I I will consider buying and playing on Stadia. But yeah, like that's the only use case. Whereas if Jared's you know instant game collection idea was true, to where anytime you subscribed, you know they had games that they were constantly adding to it. Maybe at some point down the road. When they've got 20, 30, 40 games in this game collection, maybe they add one that I don't have yet. Maybe I subscribe for that month. Maybe I subscribe for that month and like it and leave the subscription open. That's kind of what I was saying earlier with, um, you know, before, you know, like with uh, when they first announced the pro, I wasn't saying that an all you can eat past. I was saying that just add a game or two a month, keep doing it. And all of a sudden, a year from now, like down the road, playing your guys' long game to use, you know, both of your terms. Two years mm-hmm. from now, they may have a service so you can pay $10, play 100 games. You know, like that's something that you could do that might be appealing to somebody. I'm always trying to build that business case. Like what's you're, the you're sell here? You're trying to build here? Game Pass for everything. That's basically Well, <laughs> that's true. But I'm also, I'm trying to build something to sell. Like how can I pitch this to other people and basically pitch it to myself? You know, like how can I justify, you know, spending any money on anything like that? Like that's one way to do it. But unless yeah. they do something like that, I, I don't see how I'm going to buy anything here. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, I'm definitely not going to buy anything until I can play it mobily. Like, yeah, that was my yeah. whole reason for being excited with Stadia. Like, 
I want to be able to play at work on my breaks. Well, I mean, you, <laughs> like, and you can't now. You just have to, you got to no, plug in. You can't. You can't. I can't because I, I, I'm I can't use my work Wi-Fi. Oh, I have okay. To be on a mobile network. I got you. Okay. I don't I don't mind plugging my controller into my phone, but I literally can't play Stadia because I can't use my work Wi-Fi for it. I got gotcha. you. Because I've played a little bit at work and pull out the Pixel Book and plug in, but you're right. I, I can use the Wi-Fi at work. They have blocked it. Yeah. In order for me to, to work, I have to take my Chrome my Chromecast with me. I just mm. want to take my controller. Yeah, and so. that doesn't make any sense. That's not a bad way to travel, <laughs> but you're not going to do that every no. day. Oh, yeah, no. That's a lightweight. Like when we do the PSVG house party, I plan on showing off Stadia because we have a lot of people on team who have never played it. You know, mm. like they're not interested. They're not going to try to play it. I would love Prayerfully. to show it to them. Prayerfully, by then, it'll be much better service. Hopefully. Maybe they'll have something at E3. It's like, hey, and this is available now. Well, at the end of the day, it's still cool that it works. Like, it does work. Yeah. yeah. It does you know. work. Absolutely. It Technology doesn't look, is great. It doesn't it's look just, the best, It you know, but, like, it does work. It, you it know, does work. But then again, yeah. so does Xbloud, and that's and got it, a game attached to it. And I think that's why Yeah, $10 a month for pros, it's just not, it's not a realistic thing to expect people to buy into. Because... Do you it's feel $60. bad? Like, do you feel bad when you say that? Because like you get a game. Like I, I don't want it to sound like no. games aren't valuable. Like games have value. I, I don't feel bad saying that because you can get the same service on Xbox or PlayStation, and it's sixty dollars a year or five dollars a month. That's true. And mm-hmm. and I would say that the ten dollars a month would be more viable if you were getting the full fidelity four K sixty, but you're right. not. It would. So now you're paying more. And 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 I would argue that the games that we've gotten are for Stadia Pro are better than a lot of the games we get from Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation Plus. Like sometimes they're not that great, anyways. But even then, it's like ten dollars a month for a couple free games. That I don't know. It's just yeah, you're getting free games, but you're not playing them the best way possible, like you were promised. Yep. Yep, and a lot of these games are available for four or five dollars in other stores yeah. too. Yeah, like that GeForce Now. Um, once Dev, we have a guest on the show. Um, <laughs> GeForce Now is rolling out to PCs, and they're going to let you stream your Steam library, and they're going to bring up other devices and stuff. I actually have hands-on experience with GeForce Now. Um, I had one of their Shield tablets, which is what they kind of launched this thing on. So before the Switch came out, there was the Shield tablet, which was basically a Switch, and you could hook up your, you could pair a controller to it and play it. And it's like the same thing with like their Android TVs and stuff that they've got. And uh, but GeForce Now was pretty awesome. Like I, and it was exactly what we're describing. I booted the app. There was 60 or like 50 or 60 games in there, and I could stream any of them with the click of a button. I just touch it on the tablet, and it would boot up, and it would start to play, and I could play it. And um, and this was years ago. And, uh, you know, I remember playing like uh, Metal Gear Rising, like Revengeance on it and stuff like that. It was, it was great. It was a great way to play. And now that you can do it with your Steam library and your PC stuff, and I realize GeForce doesn't have like Mindshare. A lot of people probably never even heard about it. But to PC and Steam players, which is a huge community, there's another viable alternative, you know, to doing yeah. something like this. So it's just, uh, <clears throat> I feel like they're getting marginalized. They're being pushed uh, well, almost not, on every front. I'm not familiar with GeForce Now. Does it use your own PC hardware to stream it? Um, you can, you can. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, they just rolled out the beta client for a PC, which I, I signed up for, but I haven't done it yet. So I imagine it'll it'll boot into the client that you run and it'll just stream it, you know, through a browser and uh, you'll be able to put an app on your phone and tablet and take it with you and do that as well. Because I I think the advantage of Stadia is is you don't need 
that powerful hardware. Oh, I think it will run on anything. I mean, it, uh, like I said, it ran on the Shield tablet five years ago. Yeah, well, no, but okay. So, well, that's what I'm saying is like, do they have a server farm that powers the games and then sends the stream to you? Yes. Because like, you know, because like right now you can sign up for the Xbox Insider and do the, the Xbox streaming, but the Xbox streaming is different than xCloud. Like your Xbox has to be on and you have to have an I gotcha. Xbox to do it. So when I was doing it, I did not run it from a PC or anything like that at the time. Okay. So I, yeah. like I said, I, I jumped into the, the beta for PC and I'll have to report back on how that goes, but hopefully I get in because I was very excited about it. But yeah. Yeah. Beta for what now? <laughs> uh, sorry, Dev. Uh, we were talking about GeForce and all that. Uh. And so um, Jared wanted to know if that's running, if you're running and streaming the games from your PC or if they have a server farm. And I was telling him that I played GeForce now when it was beta tested on the Shield tablet five or six years ago. And mm-hmm. that I wasn't running it on a, it wasn't streaming from my PC. I was running it from their server farm. So like they've done it for some time. And back then it ran well. And uh, I played it on my shield tablet and it was fine. Like it, I remember I, I played it in Denver and it, it was great. Um, but the game catalog, you know, like was older, but now that they're going to do this new one and let you stream your own steam games. You know, I was just making the point that it's, you know, it's starting to, I feel like Stadia is starting to be marginalized almost on every front right now. You're starting to see what I was trying to paint happen you know, at, at E3, it's like, well, Xbox is going to do this and people already have games and GeForce is going to do this and they're already with Steam. And there's like, there goes the PC market and you know, the PlayStation's doing something. I expect Nintendo to do something. So it's like, okay, four years from now, when there's 10 viable streaming solutions, who's mm-hmm. going to get the market share and who's going to survive? It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be Stadia because they're finally going to have Fortnite. <laughs> and with the power of the cloud, you're going to be able to play a thousand people in one match. I can't wait for the Fortnite to come out and it's like playable <laughs> user base, like 2,000 people. What's so funny is you don't even need the GeForce thing to stream your, your Steam games. You can actually just use the Steam Link app and it streams from your computer and it works. Like we've been doing that at work and it works just fine. The only issue that I've had is trying to get the dang on controller to work properly. But you can stream. But you still need the PC. Like to Jared's yeah. point, yeah. he doesn't want to need with, the PC. I think with GeForce, you GeForce. also have to have you have to have a PC as well as it is streaming from your library. Okay, so, so you can't you can't use their server to I access think, your library. I don't think so because it's it's your Steam library that you're accessing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's whatever's downloaded on your computer. I've been trying to figure. But that they out also for a while have now. a server they option. Have, yeah, mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. games that yeah. you just get access to, and they're doing like the. Uh, the all all the cart thing. It's not like a store. It's like, hey, you can subscribe to us. You can play these games, or you can play stuff from your PC using our technology. That's kind of like their pitch. Yeah, I'm waiting. I hope I, hope I get in that beta because I would love to be able to see how well that works. Me too. Me too. So, like I said, and eventually, every all the streams will be the same. Like eventually, this technology. Like right now, we're kind of on the front end of it, and everybody's jockeying to to you know to fix it. But eventually. It'll just be, this is how you stream games and it works and it works across, you know, low latent or low speed networks. And then when all the things are even and the technology is the same across the board, then it's going to come back to the same point I've been trying to make this whole time. It's going to come back to content. Yeah. You know, it's at the end of the day, video gaming is really no different than music and movies. It's about content, content delivery, content provider. Who has the content that people want to pay for? Those are the people that have lasting power. So... Who knows? Maybe, hey man, maybe the next, the next Last of Us, the next Mario, maybe it's something that Google Stadia builds. Maybe they've got, you know, maybe their game is awesome. Who knows? 
Ah, we have more questions. I was looking at the the GeForce Now website and just kind of reading. It kind of sounds like it's only available for compatible games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you can either use the games they have available or you can buy games. But Mm -hmm. if you already own the game in your Steam library, it is now accessible through GeForce Now. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you need a PC. It's not running power. from your PC. That was no. my impression. Yeah, is that they they have their That's, own server farm. I think you sign into your Steam account, and if if it's one like of the API grants li- ownership, yeah, yeah, it's like you already if own one this of your game. games in your library is compatible, then you can play it or you can buy it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> but, I was watching one dude play it yesterday, and it made it seem like it was coming from his PC. It, it's it's possible that if. If you have a PC to power it, you can use a separate version of GeForce Now to stream your game. But if you don't have a powerful PC, then you can use whatever games are currently compatible inside of their their server farm thing, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, not to beat a dead horse, but Ulot asks, can we expect 60 frames per second or a performance option for all upcoming titles? Can we ever expect 60 frames per second mode updates for Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead Redemption 2? I feel like we should. I feel yeah. like it's possible. And I think Google should push the developers. It's like, hey, you need to provide this fidelity. Like, it's not like it's impossible. But I don't think that will happen. It's my issue so. with Destiny is they were there on site and we still don't have it with them. Like They yeah. got 60 frames, but... And I just, I just wonder, like, why? Like, I don't understand. I think so. The I differ with you slightly. Is that I think right now, I think I think it's a technical limitation, in terms of so he not just sixty frames, but to get sixty frames, the visual concessions you have to make to get there. I think there's something. It's got to be some. I don't. I don't understand it. There's there's got to be a hurdle that they're trying to fix, whether it be codecs or latency I mean, or yeah, devices maybe. or something. I think it's just a hurdle that they haven't crossed yet. I was looking um, at an article on for Red Dead Redemption 2 and you have to have some serious hardware to even get 4K 60 on Red Dead 2. 100%. So, and it, it might but, be it's not worth the like it might be it's not worth the investment right now. It's like look, we got it over there and it's running. Like yeah. go play it. But here's the thing. Okay, I understand maybe for maybe Stadia isn't capable of full 4K 60 on something like Red Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, I I'm sure it probably is. Maybe not at the highest 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 settings. But I feel like there's no excuse for it to look worse yeah. than an Xbox One X. Yeah, 100%. Like, it should look as good, if not better, because it is more powerful based on, you know, the information they've given us. That's the that's the tech specs that I'm expecting. Is I, I want visual parity, like at least be on par with, comp- with competition. The only thing I could think of is, okay, if you, if you had like a Stadia box with all the hardware in it, 4K60 would be possible. And so I think maybe the limitation is not with the hardware, but the combination of the hardware streaming where they could output 4K60, but it would introduce a lot of latency and, and screen tearing. Maybe. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I think it's, I, that's exactly what I think it is. I think it's the, the, the streaming and all of the network variables and everything that they haven't quite identified yet. And so thankfully, think, that's something they can always just continually improve. Yeah. So and to answer your question, you lot. I mean, that's the expectation. That's what they sold us. That's what you should expect. That's what they told you when mm-hmm. you bought it. So um, if you're upset about it, like I kind of am, if you're a little 
testy with it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're a little sour on it, like you should expect it. And and I, it's not that I think they lied to us. I think they're working on. It. I think they're trying. I just think it's hard. So I think I think here's the thing. Can we expect it on Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Red Dead Redemption Two? Maybe Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't think Ubisoft is going to go back and spend resources making Assassin's Creed Odyssey 4K60 on. See, I'm going to say the exact same answer for you and Rockstar. I don't think Rockstar is going to do that either. Well, he didn't say anything about 4K. He just said 60. Yeah, he's just saying performance options. So I'm assuming that like we were even doing like project, whatever they were calling Project Stream. Yeah. I got to assume Assassin's Creed there was running in 60. I don't think it was running at 30. It definitely wasn't in 4K. I can I'm tell you sure real quick. P60. Have you guys seen the Stadia DB site? Mm-hmm. There's a, a a website where people have logged um, all of the performance and everything that Stadia runs at per game. So it's got resolution and everything. It's all together. Um, I got to find it again. I was looking at it yesterday. It's pretty funny. The only um, the only reason why I suggest Rockstar doing that is because Rocks the Red Dead Online is still going there and it's still. It's called still selling copies. StadiaGameDB.com. And uh, it says that Assassin's Creed Odyssey runs a 4K 30, uh, which again is the 1080p upscale at 30 frames per second. I'm wondering if you put it in the performance mode to drop it to 1080p and then give you 60. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't have it and I haven't played it. I was surprised that they, the, I saw that, I showed you that tweet the other day where they're like, hey, mm-hmm. who wants Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, why don't we have that? Because when you played the beta, they gave it to you on PC. So on like, Uplay. Why wouldn't you just give it to us in Stadia as well? <laughs> you know, again, not to beat a dead horse, but Uplay Plus would be exciting um, for me when it comes to Stadia. Hopefully it's still coming to Stadia. But at the same time, here's the kicker. Since the Stadia uh, announcement and the Ubisoft announcement, I have since bought a PC. So here's the thing. If Uplay Plus uh, only works with Stadia and doesn't also work on my PC, then I'm not going to buy it now. I'm just going to get on PC then. And it's like, what at that point, what's the point? Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to buy Uplay Plus and play Uplay Plus games anywhere I want to play them. And, mm-hmm. if, and if I'm definitely not going to pay for Stadia. Like if it's on top of the sub. You know, like we, we still don't know that either. If you play yeah. plus is on top of the sub, then I'm definitely not going to do it now. Cause it's like, I'll just pay Ubisoft directly and save myself the $10 and, <laughs> and taking that a step further. And what if all the uh, games aren't available? So you can play, you play plus right now on PC, right? Dev yep. it's available right now. And like, there's like probably what a hundred games in there. There's more than that. So on, and on Stadia, how many Ubisoft games are there? One just dance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Just Dance. And what's the other one? Is um is uh, the shooting game? Yeah, Ghost Recon is, Breakpoint. Yeah, so there's three. Game. <laughs> there's three. So and Just Dance runs at 4K 60. So when you so when when Ubisoft Plus comes to Stadia, is it just for the games of Stadia or do they bring the entire catalog with them? So I got all these questions. I gotta imagine they bring their whole catalog with them. Like why what what would you Then why aren't some of these games here now? Why is Far Cry? Like why because Uplay Plus isn't there now. That's the only thing I can think of. They're saving it for Uplay Plus. They'd be added incentive. Hey, you get Uplay Plus. Now you have all of our Ubisoft catalog on Stadia. And I, if that thing doesn't, if I have to have a subscription for Uplay Plus on Stadia and PC, I'm just, just no, not doing it. At that point, my Stadia controller becomes my Google Play controller. It's just like, I'm just done. Yeah. 
<laughs> but at the same time, when we talked about it during E3, like they can't just let you pay Ubisoft and then for free forever. They gotta make money off of you somehow. I guess their their hope is that if you keep playing Stadia long enough, you'll eventually buy something. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Because if you have you play plus, but you don't have pro, then you're you're limited to 1080. So maybe they're thinking, you know, I think you're kind of limited to 1080 anyway, right? <laughs> well, no, apparently, apparently, Samurai Showdown runs in 4K 60. It's not native 4K though. <laughs> but how do you how do you know? I have no idea. That's just what the set this DBB site says. I'm just going off what this this site is telling me, and it's very funny. Like, I mean, funny. it's been proven that certain games do not run at full 4K, but yeah. I'm sure some do. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Delvin wants to know. He says, "Chelfie's threatened me into not getting a Switch Lite. Should I buy Shady instead?" No, no Delvin. Just you're not. Just, no, just buy a Switch Lite. Yeah, which Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, all all the Nintendo stuff. Def, have you yeah, been playing Stadia? Have you played Stadia at all? Me, yeah. Okay. Jared, you been playing some um, stuff? Farming Sim and... Have you really been playing for... Farming Sim? Yeah. Like if I go check of... your achievements and stuff, I'll see them? No. Because <laughs> I, I just I just walk around and don't actually do anything. And that's what I did with, with Tomb Raider. Like when it came out, I was like, I'm going to go see what it looks like on Stadia. So I put it up and I did like no, the first I'd... level. No, I, I really haven't played Stadia because there's not really anything on there that I really want to play. I booted up just for the novelty of it, but I'm I'm sort of just chipping away through my backlog of indie games on Switch right now. So so with that said, because um, I've played Darksiders, but I've only done the first seven chapters, maybe eight. Actually, I might I might have done quite a bit of it. I'm not, I'm not sure how long the game. The game's great, by the way. Really, really good you game. Should, you should just finish it on Stadia and stop playing. Maybe I should. But the question then becomes like, are you guys like, um, before we end the show... I'm not trying to set you up. This this is being genuine. You guys like real happy, like with with everything so far. Like you you bought it. We've done this podcast and everything. Like it just sounds like none of us are really playing it. We're not actively turning it on. Like so when I say that is I'm trying to put us in perspective. There are Stadia fans that play the Stadia like every day, and like they're streaming mm-hmm. it and they're talking about YouTube videos and making podcasts about it. Like we're definitely not. None of us are doing that. So I, like I mean I, I'd have to be playing games all the time to even really know. So it's like <laughs> I don't enough to care at this point so like right now it's experimental at best really between all three of us yeah for me it's just the library is not there and and i can't there are a couple of games that i'd want to play but if uh, so doom eternal launches them. are you getting it on stadia i'm not gonna get that game no okay what, uh <laughs> cyberpunk launches are you getting on stadia is Stadia in its current state? Absolutely not. I okay, okay. Cyberpunk launches. Stadia does native 4K. On, let's say at 60. I don't think I'm thinking they'll do native 4K maybe at 30, but let's say 60. It's native 4K at mm-hmm. 60 frames per second. Cyberpunk launches. Are you buying it on Stadia? If it does native 4K and 60, because I know my computer will not do that with Cyberpunk, there's a strong paper possibility that I will. Assuming I can play it on the go. Yeah, and it's flawless. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would. Okay. All right. Yeah. My answer would be no. And uh, like I said, I think the realization that I've had over the last couple of months is that yeah, that that's kind of aging out of the Stadia thing. I don't. I just realizing I don't think it's for me. Because you yeah. have to be like and Donnie. It's got all the keys and everything. It's like yeah, I'm just gonna buy a copy but on. But you're away. you're all in on the next you're consoles. Like, yeah. You know you're you're the type of person that's just gonna buy everything and and. And I'm not like I'd be fine holding on to my Xbox One X for the next year or two. 
Yeah, same here. <laughs> or PlayStation 4 Pro. I gotcha. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I've already bought the X. Like the series I X is already play, accounted for. I mostly play Nintendo and indie games anyway. So it's, yeah. like, Sadly, it's, so do I. <laughs> that's the majority of my gaming. Are you going to play Cyberpunk? I feel like that's Oh, I'm playing Cyberpunk for sure. Play it for like a hot second and then never again. Like I can't imagine you playing Cyberpunk like on the go. I think you'll sit down with it, play it for a couple of hours. You'll understand it, see what it is, and be like, all right, "I'm not doing all this RPG investment shit." Now that might on. be true. That might be true. <laughs> but like, uh, all right. So to use a to use a better example, like when Resident Evil Three remake comes out, I'm buying that on X. I'm gonna play it on my Xbox, and uh, and that's it. Like <laughs> that's another game that I don't see you playing. Oh, I'm gonna play the whole game. That's one of my favorite oh, games. Go. You're gonna sit there. You're gonna play it in a weekend on your big ginormous TV. Oh yeah, and be done. With it. Yeah. So for you, yeah, that, that wouldn't make any sense. The only thing that I would see you actually actively playing on stay is something like a Dark Side or Genesis, where you can also play that on the go. It'll look good on the go, and it plays good on the go. So yeah. if something huge like that comes to Stadia and does all the bells and whistles, when it's a game that you'd actually want to play on the go and elsewhere, then I think that conversation may change. For you. It'd have to be exclusive. Yeah. It'd have to be exclusive. So, like, we've just narrowed down to, like, 5 to 10% of games maybe yeah. I consider. Yeah. Guys, I think this should probably be my last podcast. I think you should change your Twitter handle to, to play in Stadia. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Stadia playa? No. No. I think it should be my last podcast, really, because I, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to because uh, we know that we have listeners. You know, they come here, and I, I feel like um, I'm doing a disservice by just just at this point just being the naysayer <laughs> like at well, this point I now mean, I, i've lost hope i don't believe it's not like we're the poster child for stadia either because i i've probably put in less than five hours on it just i wanted it to be a destiny machine and it has not been that for me at all because everywhere i go i don't have internet <laughs> <laughs> well, the internet that i have sucks so Okay, well, that'll do it for this episode of the Google Stadia <laughs> Show. I mean, I got nothing else. That's it for me. I got nothing else. Any of you guys got happy, anything? Happy Stadia playing, everybody. Yeah, happy Stadia playing. God, I feel so bad. Well, I mean, because like, there are people that legitimately love this service. Like they, they but I'm not one of them, and I can't, I can't come, I can't put it on. I can't act anymore. And that's great, but I have other consoles, and I have things that I've, you know, have been sitting in my living room for four years. So, like, there's really no reason to invest a whole bunch into Stadia yet until I can play it mobily. Yeah, you know me. I'm sitting here on my PC playing all my games on my PC. I don't even play video games in the living room anymore. I'm just my PC does what I want it to do. And yeah, like Jared, until I can get it to where it can play on my Galaxy Note 10. It's kind of like. See, I'm not going to play on my. Like, the most mobile you'll get me is on my Chromebook. I'm not going to play any game on my phone. I just don't want to play any big game on a four inch screen. That just feels like such a waste. (laughs) Like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Honestly, I think it looks great on like playing like uh, xCloud and stuff. Playing something on the phone looks great. Even when I was playing xCloud, that was was my initial thought. I was like, this looks cool. I don't yeah. want to play Gears 5 like this. Like this little See, tiny little screen. I don't, I don't play on big screens. I play on my 27-inch my monitor. Mm. No, I got to figure out how to get games from my PC to my television in in glory. I got to do that, too. I might run a cable no, or something. you just need a better monitor. That's what you need. You need a better monitor for your computer. I might get how, a big monitor. <laughs> no. How far away is your TV from your computer? About 20 feet. I can see it. Just get like a 30 foot HDMI cable. But then it's going to like either run on the ground or I got to like run it up through the ceiling. It's going to be like it's somewhere along the way. There will be a cable that's going to be unsightly. Yeah, but 
you only have to plug it in when you're going to play. But if I have like the Steam link, right, I can launch on my PC and then beam it to my computer and then play it there. And it probably won't then be so bad. it won't be on all its glory because then it'll be streaming. Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. You're Just right. Get a 30-foot cable, plug it in when you want to play. I mean, it, it takes two seconds to plug it in. You're right. You're right. Or, or, or you get the GeForce Now and call it a day. Or... You buy another PC. There you go. Or we get another PC that's just like it that we just plug into the television. <laughs> or buy that big that big origin box that Dev was talking about yesterday. Oh yeah, the big O baby. Let's go. <laughs> just plays everything. <laughs> okay. That'll do it for us this month over on the Google Stadia show. We uh, pre- uh, we thank you for listening. I don't know how many more episodes we're gonna have. Hopefully we're gonna have a connect soon and we'll talk about that. And as they roll out these things, especially when they roll out to more phones. Um, at the very least, we should get Dev and Jared together to talk about playing on the go. We're dragging you along too. I'm not doing that show. <laughs> There's We're nothing. I'm going to be there. Be like, hey, we rolled out the phones. I'm be like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Um, you can follow us over at the Stadia Podcast if you want. We're not doing much tweeting over there, but you can follow the rest of us over at PSVG. I'm at Play Nintendo. Dev is at Dev Tyus, and Jared nope, is. Nope, nope. I'm at Dat Ninja Dev. Oh, you changed it. You made a change. I, I followed your model. We're we're going branding across one the country. There you go. And Jared is at highly intelligent. Not highly, highly in <laughs> as in Zelda. Right, Jared? Yes. <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Hey Google, play some music. 